Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Every week on Jordan, Jesse, Go, we take a look at traditional handicrafts across the world. <sighs> hey, Jesse. Yeah. Can I talk about our format? Yeah. For a second? Sure. We've been doing this program about traditional handicrafts. A handcrafted program about traditional handicrafts. Of course. Yeah. Um, I know our slogan. I've seen our sweatshirts. Sure. I know that's our slogan. Right. Um, it's been, I've been keeping something inside for lo these 11 years we've been doing this crafts show, which yeah. is what we've been doing. Well, handicrafts. Handicrafts. Yeah. Sorry, I'm using short. I'm just trying to – this is difficult for me, so I'm trying to speed through it. I'm just worried that if somebody's listening for the first time, right. they might think that we're going to you know, make things out of popsicle sticks mm-hmm. when, in, when in fact we're talking about everything from hand weaving right. to uh, the creation of uh, figurines and tchotchkes <laughs> uh, to whittling. Um, I you could whittle a figurine or a tchotchke, admittedly. Sure, I mean, just listen to episode four eighty three. Right, that's we go very, uh, we go really deep. Right. Mark Maron's great on that episode. Right. Um, I this podcast has been subtly wounding me for mm-hmm. low these eleven years because wow, and I've never said anything before. Let's get this out there. Um, Speaking of at Mark a very Maron, open your heart, buddy. At a very thank you. I'm about to get real raw and uncensored. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Because that's what people want out of a podcast. They mm-hmm. want you to be real, raw, and uncensored. And I feel like I haven't been. Right. They so, expect a certain intimacy. Sure. Um, and I'm about to give it to them because um, when I was a child, you know, you've never met my dad. Basket weaving would be another good example of a Sure. Handicraft. Absolutely. Just episode 383. Pete Holmes right. is great in that episode. Yeah, Pete Holmes really it, – it's weird how the subject of God kept coming up. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is God but the first basket weaver? Yeah, that's true. Um so, you've never met my dad, right? No. And, you know, I think I've explained it away in the past by just saying that, you know, we don't have a great relationship. And, you know, he and my mom uh, are divorced and, you know, don't speak anymore. But the real reason is that he was um, killed by a cinnamon broom. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we've been doing this show about handicrafts. This was it a person show. wielding a cinnamon broom or an animated cinnamon broom? We think it was bewitched. <laughs> um, but uh, unclear. Right. It could have been a burglar that, you know, just used the first thing that was around. Could have been bewitched. Could have been an I dream of genie. Sure. It could have been a, could have been a cruel genie. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever the reason, you know, whatever was motivating the broom, unclear, but it you know, the broom, the cinnamon broom did him in. Right. Um, he was dead, but boy, I mean, fresh breath to the end. Right. <laughs> um, so I don't think I can continue with this format. Well, what about this? Okay. Uh, just as a pitch. Please. Uh, we have a fellow podcaster here. Okay. And I know that she was excited to talk about handicrafts. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is the host of a podcast called Smart Mouth about mm-hmm. the history of food, yeah. uh, which isn't strictly speaking a handicraft. So maybe this is a time for us to take a break. Do you hold on real quick? Do you think she she misread the notice and just thought she was coming on to talk about handy snacks? <laughs> yes, <laughs> cheese and cracker delivery service. <laughs> that seems likely. Yeah, delivery that method. seems likely. 
delivery method, yeah. yeah. Although I would enjoy a handy snacks delivery service. <laughs> sure, yeah. God. I think uh, they're tough to get. The the biggest problem is it's hard to get put the right amount of cheese onto the cracker. Yeah. You either run out of cheese or you run out of crackers. I accidentally eat the red stick a lot. <laughs> I know. That's which a big causes for me. painful stools. <laughs> Our guest on this week's Jordan Jesse Go, uh, as I said, the host of the Smart Mouth podcast, uh, Catherine Spires. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the show. I'm sorry that we're not going to talk handicrafts, but there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about nonetheless. I'm feeling a little emotional, Jordan. I never knew that. Yeah, about yeah. Your father. I'm um, so sorry. You know, I play a lot of this stuff close to the vest, right. but um, you know, something I've been talking about my with my therapist has been opening up. And, good. Um, it feels good. A weight's been lifted. Good. This is all great stuff. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm dreading the holiday season when everybody puts those cinnamon brooms out. Right. I'm That's just going to shriek and run out of Pier 1. That's going to be really <laughs> tough. It's really tough. I know it's hard for you to be in Pier 1 anyway because of how you feel about Papasan chairs. <laughs> sure. Not to mention Wicker. Yeah. I have a lot of bad memories. Can I ask you guys an com- entirely non-facetious question? Yes, you can. Did either of you guys get- Is the, is the bullshit over? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bullshit over. Great. Done. Did either of you We're guys being serious. get to have- I mean, this is- this is still relatively spe- – relative to like most public discourse, this rule remain bullshit. Right. But it will just be a slightly lower level of bullshit. We're yeah. gearing down. Yeah. This ain't – There's some engine breaking we're not on started, this hill. This ain't, this ain't face the nation all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. That's why John Dickerson's <laughs> waiting for me in the car. Uh, I'm John McLaughlin. Handy snacks. Your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I eat the stick. <laughs> Cincinnati. Did you did you get to have a handy snack? Do you know what handy snacks are, Catherine? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Especially when you mentioned the red stick. I never eat them myself, but I got what you were talking about. It's a little plastic pouch with a pouch of spreading cheese mm-hmm. and four or five little crackers yeah. that you get for a quarter at the checkout <laughs> That's right, of yeah. the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Did you ever did you were you guys ever allowed to have that? Um, not by my mom. Sort mm-hmm. of like if she wasn't around. Yeah, that's my what's mom, up. Yeah, she wasn't into processed food. Yeah, I feel like my dad also uh, – my my parents were divorced and my, my mom was much better at food mm-hmm. than my dad was. Uh, like my dad knew how to cook salad. That's healthy. Or do you mean jello salad? No, it was a leafy salad. (laughs) Uh, My dad, the thing about my dad is he loves. It was encased in jello. You had to dig through (laughs) jello to get to the iceberg, right? My dad loves all food. So, uh, yeah, like a a steak once a week, we would have at my dad's house and salad and pasta. And that was pretty much the the, the run of the house. Mm. But. My dad, because he didn't even know how to make – my dad would make the most disgusting sandwiches for me with like grocery store wheat bread and bologna Mm -hmm. and just horrible – these horrible sandwiches that I would just throw away immediately upon getting to school for years. You don't know if the moth was in there on accident or because he put it there. (laughs) Yeah. But like the two – like the two indulgences were once in a while somehow he would buy me one – Handy snacks. Just the one. And I'm talking about when I say once in a while, this probably happened 15 times in my childhood mm-hmm. total. Uh, and the other was on, our, on my way to school, when we were waiting for the 14 mission bus to go to school, uh, there was a Mexican convenience store there and I would be allowed uh, to purchase a mango nectar, mm-hmm. which I did not even like. I want to be clear. I did not like mango nectars, but I was just excited to be allowed to have anything. 
<laughs> yeah. Is everything exciting to you now, now that the whole world has opened up beyond handy snacks and mango nectars? Oh, God. I had this cherimoya yesterday. I can't even begin to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the custard apple. God bless it. <laughs> uh, we, uh, growing up, we, uh, I did not. Uh, did not eat very healthfully growing up. Mm-hmm. My mom is a kind of my mom and sister are both kind of naturally kind of thin people. Uh, so I think me being kind of prone to chunking up was beyond them. And your mom is a master of comfort foods, right? Your mom's yes, from Texas. she's southern, so okay. lots of gumbos, lots of jambalayas, lots of chicken fried what have yous. Oh, oh, man. Uh, Those are good things. Gravies, yeah, both cream and other, yeah. <laughs> Uh, name a gravy. We've, we <laughs> name a gravy. We'll soak something in it. You know, since I moved to Los Angeles, I only eat green gravies. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. I have a green gravy for breakfast. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, the spirulina is good for you. It is so good. I'm on a gravy cleanse right now with reishi. In yeah. It. So handy snacks, Dunkaroos, Gushers, Shark Bites. You name you it. You got in all that the stuff. Lunch. Yeah. Oh my God! But the one, the what, the place my mom drew the line. The thing, shark bites. Oh God! You probably had so many great whites. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a while, you get a bag all great whites. Oh wow. my God! And you could trade that on the playground for meth. Yeah. If you had an all great white shark, I got bite the pouch. deed to someone's grandpa's house. Mm, sure. <laughs> um, the word the, they said it had treasure in it, and it did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Golly. Um. The one, the place my mom drew the line was sugar cereals. So oh, no wow. sugar cereals. So we had we had grape nuts, sometimes frosted flakes, uh-huh. um, which I know is a sugar cereal, but it's but it's not a it's not a cookie crisp, you know. Right. right. Um, Our rule was sugar couldn't be in the top three ingredients of oh, the cereal. Okay. So so what were you? What was the what was the cereal use? Um, Special K. Okay. When that came out. I think Honey Nut Cheerios might And that was your passed. nickname in high school, too, right? You know it. <laughs> yeah. You, at the time, you were an athletic older woman. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was. I've always been my true form. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. But your mom was kind of full of it. No sugar cereal? Yeah. It's such a weird, arbitrary thing to do. And, and sometimes I will be in the grocery store, and mm-hmm. I will go buy the sugar cereals, and I will have this, I'll have this notion. I'm like, hell Yeah. I don't live with my mom anymore. <laughs> I'm 35. I could buy several of these sugar cereals and I could take them home. And sometimes I do. And then I fucking have a bowl. And I'm like, this sucks. I'm, <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not mad that I didn't get to have it as a kid. Corn, like two bites of Lucky Charms is good. Beyond that is just, it is just this gross death march of a meal. Anyway. What about middle ground? Corn pops. Uh, I mean, three bites, four bites. Wow, I can house a box of corn pops. Go to town. Yeah. Okay. I can really get into it. You know what's terrible for you? Raisin bran. Oh, yeah? Raisin bran, because it's all raisins. <laughs> a raisin is a, a grape is a sugar bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're like, what if we got rid of the water to focus the sugar? But we also dunked them in sugar. (laughs) We also gave them... Just in case. Yeah, you never know. Some of the sugar may have escaped. I accidentally looked at, like, the nutritional value of Raisin Bran Mm -hmm. once. It's bonkers. Yeah. You might as well... It might as well be sun-kissed orange soda, the cereal. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Is there something... Growing up with a mom who was strict about food, is Mm -hmm. there something where you're like, now I can buy this? Oh, man. Um, Ice cream. Okay. 
because your you, mom didn't let you have ice cream. Uh, you could have a popsicle in the summer. Wow. Yeah. Did you talk to Child the Protective thing. Services? <laughs> oh, yeah. It came up. That's worth a call to CPS. I think so. I think so. She always wanted to, like, bake pies. Mm-hmm. No, I want something store-bought with a lot of calories and, like, pieces of I mean, of I want pie, it. too, though. Oh, I don't. I didn't. Okay. I don't appreciate pie. My, my mom shopped at the Rainbow Grocery Store, mm-hmm. the nat- uh, an old old-timey, old-school natural food store with a lot of bulk bins. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't on principle particularly. It was just the one that was nearest to – we didn't have a car, so it was the one that was within walking distance of our house. And so when I would go with my mom to go grocery shopping, you know, sometimes a parent – my my parents were divorced, so they needed me to come with them when they went to the grocery Mm -hmm. store. And so to sweeten the deal, it'd say, oh, you can pick out a treat. The volume of carob foods mm. that I oh. ate. Sure. And that's another thing where I would eat it because I want a treat. Yeah. Sure. You've been a good boy. But it's horrible. Yeah. Yes. Carob is gross. Yeah, carob sucks. It's not just bad compared to chocolate. It's bad overall. Sure. I don't even want to eat a, some of it. As no. far as natural food store treats, just get a handful of seeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of carob. You can get loose seeds. I eat those fig bars. Those are okay. Yeah. Fruit leather? Yeah. My dad shopped at the hippie grocery store in Seattle, too, and uh, he would only buy goat's milk. Oh, Mm, wow. Why was that? Oh, I'm sure he had all kinds of reasons. Probably some of them he like sourced from the Bible. Even uh-huh. uh, <laughs> wow, it was it was a trip. Growing you got to look at him. primary sources. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. sure, you absolutely do. Um, I only eat shellfish milk. <laughs> wow, which you is are from the Bible, but I I'm not a good reader. I only drink milk from heterosexual cows. <laughs> wow. Thank you. No wow. gay cow milk. Thank you. Amazing. Sorry, it's just unnatural. <laughs> and he wanted it from um, only from glass jars too. No cardboard what, containers. What does goat milk taste like? Hell. <laughs> yeah. It's like licking the floor of hell. Yeah. It is not a good situation. I only wish that I could convey to you, the listener at home, the conviction that's flowing across Catherine's face right now as she decries goat milk. <laughs> I mean, if you want to try it, try it. That was my personal opinion, and I don't want to you yeah. know, disparage the goat milk industry. I will. But, okay. Goat okay. milk fucking sucks. I've never even had it, and I know it sucks. <laughs> um, can I tell a food story that involves Catherine that I've been like meaning to tell? Tell her that because I am a terrible person, have been saying, can we save this for a podcast? Yes, of course. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so uh, Catherine is one of my favorite food writing people. Oh, thank you. And uh, before we did the uh, before we did the London Podcast Festival, I did a I did a did a pre London Podcast Festival jaunt to Paris, and then took the took the channel. I chunned down right. to London. Yeah. You know I love to chun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just did a general kind of ask on social media for like, yes. Is this anything? Jesse. Everybody George chun tonight? Let's see. Hold on. Let me take out my giant calculator here. I'm going to put on my green visor. Basically everything from the movie Brazil okay, is happening right okay. now. Okay, it looks like no, it is not. Okay, that is well nothing. I'm glad I interrupted you then. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, and uh, Catherine, who is a who is a p- Parisophile, 
Would sure. you say you're yeah. a parasophile? Um, I realized that I didn't remember how many times I had been there, which makes me an asshole. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know so, what makes me an asshole about Paris? What? I thought their tap water was better. <laughs> I, came, I was like, this tap water is so good. <laughs> Very pretentious, yes. Um, and you uh, you shot a lot of great restaurants my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I made a reservation for one of them you mentioned uh, called Georgette. Mm-hmm. For like the – like. I I'm getting off the plane. I'm putting down my stuff. I'm going to Georgette. That was that was my plan, mm-hmm. and and it proceeded to be the most fucking French ass thing in history. <laughs> First of all, on my walk there, I walked by a cafe and there was a woman drinking a cappuccino and crying <laughs> by herself. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, look where I am. I'm in f- fucking France. Bienvenue à Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look at me, I'm Amelie over here. <laughs> and I went to Georgette and I and the the waiter was this was this just kind of darling soft-voiced man who spoke pretty good English mm-hmm. and you know just doted on me. I was there alone, so he just kind of doted and doted and talked, you know, and was like my buddy. That's so sweet. And he asked me, you know, kind of second course comes, he's asked me how how's how's the meal? Mm-hmm. Um uh, and I said, "Oh, it's it's delicious. It's it's basically because it was it was basically perfect. Like everything was just fucking delicious and perfect." And I'm like, "It's it's perfect. It's a really it's a really wonderful meal." And he says, "I'll let the sensitive man in the kitchen know. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll let the sensitive man in the kitchen know." <laughs> I'm like, "What is? Where am I? I'm fucking." And so many feelings little, everywhere. Little do you know, that's just what he calls his junk. <laughs> yeah, the sensitive man downstairs <laughs> yeah. in the pants kitchen. Yeah. And and he asked me as you know, as I'm kind of at, you know, as, as the dessert's coming, he's like, mm-hmm. "How did you come to find us?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "My friend is a food writer, and uh, and you know, she insisted I come here." <laughs> and so when the check's coming, I I I. I I just freak out about tipping anytime I travel, and I just had to ask him about. I'm like, hey, like I don't see a thing on here for tipping. Is that okay? He's like, oh, a tip's not necessary. I just want you to know that your friend was right. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what? That's so amazing! It was great. It was the best. <laughs> he tipped you. Yeah, that's lovely. And the dessert was an accordion. It wasn't. Oh. No. <laughs> Yeah. The only way it could have been more. It fresh. was a concertina. <laughs> yeah. Where did so did you you took some sort of cool food vacation recently, right? Did you go somewhere? Well, I guess every vacation I take ends up being a food vacation. Yeah. I have to take pictures to put them on my podcast Instagram and oh, convince sure. the people that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Or whatever. I went to Paris and Berlin. Okay. Um, Paris had a lot of you know classical French style stuff. Berlin was interesting. I didn't know there could be that many vegan Vietnamese restaurants in one city. Wow. Yeah. Why is that? Why do they have that? Um, there's a lot of Vietnamese people there, so that part makes sense. Okay. The vegan part, the theory that I completely made up is that Germany has such a strong sausage eating tradition mm-hmm. that some people are like enough. Sure. That's it. Enough cased meats. Yeah. And they just go full vegan. We only want tofu and lemongrass. Yeah. Okay. I love that stuff. Not Vietnamese, vegan Vietnamese food. I'm sure I'd be fine with that. Uh, <laughs> it's probably pretty good as far as yeah. vegan food goes. I bet yeah. they do it. Lots I bet of they... herbs. Sure. And... Yeah. 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 That weird metallic herb. Mm-hmm. Get that in there. Sprouts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm... I'll have a sprouty soup. I ate a, I ate a, a gorgeous German meal in... Mexico once, <laughs> and uh, I was in—I want to say Puerto Vallarta, 
somewhere where we had been gifted a timeshare for our wedding. Uh-huh. And we're like, we're going to go to Mexico. We're going to go to this timeshare and do dumb beach things. And we're going to go have another additional few days in a different place of real trip. <laughs> But we're in this timeshare and we're asking around what's the good restaurant in town. They're like, oh, go to this German restaurant. And it's just this weird old German couple that own a restaurant in Puerto Vallarta because they wanted to live in the beach or whatever. Why not? Home run, spectacular meal. I have been thinking about <clears throat> schnitzel and spetzel ever since <laughs> and have been completely unable to satisfy. Like I would gladly eat schnitzel, spetzel, and sauerkraut. Indefinitely. Just those three things? I will eat all sausages, pounded <laughs> meats, and uh, pickled vegetables forever. You really do love German food. Yeah. Because that's all it is. So. Yeah, well, I'm in. Great. I'll eat, a cur- I'll eat a curry verse. How do you feel as a non-drinker? Are you disappointed that you don't get to have something out of a stein? Yeah. I think that is probably like I don't. You know, beer is one of those things where I think you have to convince yourself to like beer, um, and that's great. I'm glad. I don't. I'm not. Don't want to suggest that I'm casting aspersions upon that. Like, if you have convinced yourself, mm-hmm. I'm. I absolutely believe that it is sincerely wonderful to you, and I say go to town. A plus, thumbs up. Tell me about those notes. Sure. Okay. Uh, but, you know, like I, I'm not a drinker, but I've had alcoholic beverages and I think, oh, wine. I thought, oh, that tastes nice. And I have beer. I'm like, mm, that's pretty gross. <laughs> and so I don't – there's no part of me that wishes I could have that taste as I sometimes do with – like sometimes I think like, wow, like wine pairings sound great, mm-hmm. you know, like – but meh. You know, I'm not going to start drinking. But for you that. have your sprite pairings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have to bring out various sprites. <laughs> uh, yes. Can I have a. Uh, do you have something in a code red? <laughs> um, can you give me that berry one that Kobe Bryant sure. endorsed? Well, I think with code red, you're getting this from your Dumalier. <laughs> yeah. It's a Sommelier, but for Du. Wow. Um, I, uh, I do think that the main thing you are missing is a Stein. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, I like sip, I like, you know, I like a little bit of beer, especially, you know, like, you know, hot day, cold beer, fucking perfect. Like a cold Guinness is great. Like I don't, but I don't like a night where I drink tons and tons of beer. So the, the, the Stein is so fucking fun that it counteracts my want to not drink a lot of beer. Yeah. Do you bring a stein with you every time you go out to a bar just so you can drink it out of the stein? Fuck, what a, what a rad affectation. I should right. totally do that. Yes. I should be stein guy. Yes. Stein guy. We made Max Fun steins mm-hmm. for uh, uh, the Max Fun drive last mm-hmm. year. And there's some around the office. And... I will admit that sometimes I will just, you know, often my our friends at UC Irvine sent a UC Irvine glass to me uh, when I talked about how they have a uh, – not UC Irvine, uh, UC Davis mm-hmm. sent me a UC Davis glass to me when I talked about how they have a cow with a hole in the side that you can reach into mm-hmm. uh, to check out what's inside its tummy. <laughs> God. Um, they sent me that and I, I'm very grateful. But – I will, like, just sit at my desk drinking tap water out of this giant crystal stein. Like a Viking. (laughs) Yeah. As a Viking would drink tap water, certainly. Sure. Why don't you fill it with a nice Martinelli's or something? 
You get I the would. look of it. You know, Martinelli's is a nice drink. It is. Martinelli's is very good. Yeah. I don't even like apple juice, really. And sure. I really like Martinelli's. Oh, like if good. If I'm at, like, Thanksgiving and, and there's Martinelli's on the table, I'll drink the shit out of that. Absolutely. And I'll be glad to do it. Yeah. No, it's excellent. You guys had the uh, uh, after Martinelli's with a little splash of grape in there? Oh. It works. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Sounds right. exciting. I, yeah. I had a I had a cranberry one at some point. I think get the grape. Okay, <laughs> I'll br- I'll branch out this Thanksgiving. Yeah, get the grape. That's my new catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. you gotta get the grape. <laughs> gotta get the grape. Uh, Catherine, I had a really good time on your podcast. Thank you. An episode. I mean, I'm glad that is uh, maybe not out yet. Not yet. No. Not out yet. At no. some point, it's, we'll come out. Yeah, it'll happen. Uh, so the premise of, of your show. Killed. She's just the one to tell you. <laughs> sure. Her editor spiked it. <laughs> to be fair, there were a lot of slurs. <laughs> I don't know. I was in a mood. You this is really like were. that. This is like that time I did a seventy-five minute interview with Planet Money. Then mm. it just never appeared. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Probably all the slurs. Yeah. You guys. They wanted to talk about probably like you know self-run business and new media. Right. But you know you just couldn't stop railing about those Italians. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know. Well, you know how I feel about those Italians. You don't like how they talk with their hands. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> um. And uh, so the premise of your show is that you you take you take your guests' favorite food, mm-hmm. and then you do the research as to the history of that food, mm-hmm. and then they you blow their mind with the history of yes. it. Yes, we talked yes. about apps. Yeah, on my episode, platters, platters. Yeah, poo poo platters. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we did not laugh at, by the way. No, not not once. It's a very mature show. Yes, very very serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, a poo-poo platter is like at a tiki restaurant or like an yes. old-timey Chinese restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Like a, it's a, it's like a one of those things where, when uh, in the times when you would like open a menu, you'd be like, "What do you got that's American?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Everything on it has to be either fried or sweet. Yeah. One of the two. And they all have cream cheese, right? So much cream cheese. Yeah. It's the wildest thing. I'm not against it. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. I mean, it is good. In our app discussion, there was a culture that. That that had a rat app, right? <laughs> well, yeah, in ancient Rome, right? You wanted you would uh, kill some mice and stuff them with various goodies and then eat them. That's oh, a delicious. Wow. Like that really gets the juices going, right? Yeah. I mean, now you're like, yeah. Now I could go for something bigger. Now eat a whole eat a whole being. Yeah. I I have a rat app as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to uh, disrupt the labor protest vertical. <laughs> Sure, sure. So if you need an inflatable rat yeah. for your wow. protest, just download Rat App. Yeah. I have, like, talked about upsetting things a lot. That's the thing about food is the more you know, the more you're like, oh, the whole industry is messed up. Yeah. And lots of times I end up yelling at my guest about Thomas Jefferson and about how everything we know about him is a lie. <laughs> Okay. How, no, how has that come up multiple times? Listen, my podcast is a blast. It sounds like a hoot. Um, people are always like, oh, Thomas Jefferson was the first person to bring this to America. No, he wasn't. Everyone stopped doing that. What is he? What is? What do they say he brought over that he did Ice not? Ice cream, macaroni and cheese. Um, Sexual assaultive slaves. <laughs> exactly. Sure. It was, and they talk about how he like was such a gourmet. No, his slaves were. And yeah. he sent them all to France and had him come back and keep working. And anything that was, like, invented by a White House chef, that was a slave. So it's lots of depressing stuff. I talked to Danny Trejo about food in prison. 
Oh, that's oh, fun. Fascinating. Has Danny Trejo been to prison? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that about Danny time. Trejo. Yeah. No wonder he's such a folk hero. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. His, uh, his terrifying quality is genuine. Yes. It's earned. Yeah. No, he is. He's so scary when he wants to be. But we actually did the interview in one of his restaurants in a Trejo's Tacos. That guy loves to work a room. Oh, yeah. He's like, he is the definition of a gla- glad hander. Mm. So much fun. So kind, though. You know, he'll just stare at you while you're interviewing and really get engaged and into it. And he was talking about how if you don't have good food, you are you don't have good behavior. And that goes for adults in prison, too. And it was so rad to talk to him. And then he went and took pictures of the little kids who were eating there. He's a delight of a human. You know, I think I think on, on this show, we, we sometimes have a like a shorthand for like annoying L.A. food trends Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, the weird menu at Cafe Gratitude or there's all you you shake you're shaking your head. Well, because you said Cafe Gratitude. So I have to roll my eyes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Immediately. The category generally is things you have to wait in line for while you're hungry. Sure. (laughs) Um, Poke. There's a lot of poke Mm -hmm. around now. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think uh, a delightful L.A. food trend that we can use a shorthand that uh, I actually am in support of is every restaurant is now owned by Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah, and has a big so cartoon Danny Trejo face Absolutely. on the side. I'm not on board for this. Yeah, I would like some restaurants to be owned by Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> okay, he should. He should. Hey, Forrest Whitaker, get out! I don't know if you're a foodie. Forrest Whitaker's sleepy-eyed soups. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker's night-night chowder. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to have a weird voice in Star Wars, <laughs> have some night-night chowder. Oh, man. Remember when they put... Man, why why isn't he in every movie? Yeah. Probably should be. He should be in... As far as I'm concerned, I'm on board not only for him being in every movie, but him being in every movie as Ghost Dog from Ghost Dog Way of the mm, Samurai. Sure. So that is a kind of a hub universe. Yeah. So Ghost Dog is a hub movie that yeah, all exactly. of the movies spring from. That yeah, makes sense. Exactly. And then that part where he's walking down the street and he nods to the Riza. Mm-hmm. That's incorporate that folds in the entire Wu Tang universe. <laughs> I was God, this is so dumb. I was reminiscing with a friend of mine. Jordan, can you just decide before you tell this story? <laughs> do you want to tell a dumb story on Jordan Jesse Go? Because this is a very Maybe, sophisticated That's program. true, that's true. Maybe we could chop this out and just put it in like a bonus or Got it could be an Easter egg, mm-hmm. something like that. Got it. Maybe it could be a little afterward, like if you you know, when you stay after the credits in a Marvel movie. Or I like something. the idea of making it an Easter egg. Let's let's take uh, uh, Brian. If you're listening right now uh, to this, and I I hope you are because mm-hmm. uh, you're the producer of this show. <laughs> uh, cut this out and then have it play when you clear level ten on Minesweeper. Sure, yeah. So this is it's only for dedicated listeners yeah. or my Minesweeper pros. Yeah, or if you evade the Yeti on Free Ski. Uh, oh, so the, last week on the show, my buddy. Uh, 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 um, Liz Scudlow was on, and we met each other because we were both in the same uh, Writers Guild initiation meeting. Huh. Uh, so we were like, you know, so you we had the blood of the same goat on your hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, we both jacked off on the same cracker. <laughs> Got it. Um, and then fed it to George H. W. Bush's skull. Yeah, yeah. I think this is. Yeah, I mean, you you get it. Um. So we were, at, you know, and you're in this, you're in these kind of smaller groups when you get in, but you you get this big inspirational speech in a bigger group, and in our bigger group, um, you know, it was all the kind of new writers, people who had recently joined the WGA, but in the back, uh, the Rizzo was there, yeah, and he 
uh, you know, and there's a little Q&A and the, uh, the RZA stood up and uh, asked a question about when you can expect residuals. And I'm like, do you remember when that happened when the RZA stood up and he asked that question? She's like, yeah. Hey, do you think the RZA stands for residuals? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, uh, uh, Brian. I I take it back. Uh, let's build Just the cut whole, that out. And... Let's build the whole show around that. Anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. We have a sponsor. On this week's program, it's our friends at Bespoke Coast. It's a subscription club with unique monthly boxes centered around a theme. We actually got a couple of these boxes in the mail. They are really impressive. Hey, just you know what I'm doing thanks to Bespoke Post? What's that? I am barrel-aging my own Irish whiskey. Really? Yes, because of a nice box I got from Bespoke Post. They send you a nice glass jar, and you pour in spirit of your choice. Uh-huh. For me, it was Irish whiskey. Uh-huh. They give you an oak stick. You put that in the jar. You leave it in a cool, dark place. Ten, ten days later, your your ordinary spirit is a barrel aged, uh, a barrel aged delight. I got a whole set of stuff to make pasta with. Mm-hmm. Beautiful stuff, and I got a a neat dop kit, very stylish dop kit, full of high quality grooming products. Uh, no commitments. They tell you about your box on the first of each month, and you have five days to keep it. Switch it. Or skip it. Every box has about 70 bucks worth of stuff, but it only costs 45 So it's a pretty good value. To receive 20% off your first subscription box, go to BespokePost.com and enter the promo code JJGO at checkout. That's 20% off your first box at B-E-S-P-O-K-E, Post.com, promo code JJGO. Bespoke Post, themed boxes for guys that give a damn. For guys that give a damn. Jesse, can we do that again where you say, darn, I don't like all the swearing. Okay, sure. Yeah. Bespoke Post, themed boxes for darns that give a damn. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Something's up on the Jumbotron this week, too. Yeah. Retired NC police detective, I think that stands for North Carolina, <laughs> Yeah. Scott Lunsford, known for his work on some unusual investigations, is the author of Cop and Coin and... Cop and Call, historical-based paranormal murder mystery novels, and several nonfiction works as well. He's the author of The Girls from GIFT, Girls Investigating Fantastic Things, a young adult book series in the genre of Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, and The Three Investigators. All this stuff is available at Amazon.com and Scott Lunsford author.com. That's scottlunsfordauthor.com. We're always grateful to share a message from you, the Jordan Jesse Go listener on the Jumbotron. You can go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron to share it there. It is affordable. You can wish somebody happy birthday or plug your thing. You can also advertise on Jordan Jesse Go the proper way by emailing Teresa at MaximumFun.org. Jordan, a lot of people looking for holiday gifts yeah. this time of year. I happen to own a shop. The Put This On Shop. You can find it online at PutThisOnShop.com. As we record this, I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning this morning, Mm -hmm. went to the Rose Bowl Flea Market here in Los Angeles, in Pasadena specifically, just outside Los Angeles, and uh, did some prospecting for beautiful gifts, brought home a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of people really into pins these days, Mm -hmm. a lot of great vintage pins from as far back as the teens and 20s. 
um, a lot of uh, vintage men's accessories and men's jewelry. All kinds of really cool stuff there in the Put This On shop. If you're looking for a perfect gift for somebody and you want something that I literally personally selected personally uh, and paid for with my own money, uh, you can find it at putthisonshop.com. And if you use the code TUPPIES, you will get free shipping in the United States on almost everything in the entire store. So go to putthisonshop.com and use that code and uh, help me out. Help me celebrate Christmas while you celebrate Christmas or your other preferred winter holiday, such as Martin Luther King Jr. Day. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Put this on shop.com and use the code TUPPIES for free shipping. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Catherine Spires, the calico unicorn. Yeah, that's dope. That's good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. It's what everyone's always called me. Yeah. Except for the brief special K. Special K and yeah. then the calico unicorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jordan, thank you for hosting the program in my absence. Yes. As always, you did a tremendous job. I one was of, happy to. One of the great pleasures of uh, not hosting Jordan Jesse Go, besides, of course, not having to drive here and look at Brian sure, and all yeah. that stuff, mm-hmm. is uh, that I get to listen to it later. <laughs> So that was very exciting for me. I I was undergoing minor surgery. Oh, on my testes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now. Uh, well, here's the trick. I got a vasectomy. Okay, I, I have three children, wow. Catherine, and I'm. <laughs> I feel bad. I never. I feel like whenever you're gone, even if you've told me why, why you're not going to be there that week, I never remember. <laughs> not even a vasectomy. You don't remember? No, I don't think he told me vasectomy though. Really? Yeah, I think I would have remembered that because it involves the balls. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, as you know, I never neglect the balls. <laughs> even retrospectively, thinking about it terrifies me. Yeah, really? I got this because the thing is, is that the mm. uh, the hysterectomy, the female equivalent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is a much more invasive surgery. Sure is. Um, and my wife and I uh, didn't want to have any more children, mm-hmm. but we wanted to continue to have a lively romantic life. <laughs> sure. And so uh, this seemed like the best plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if anyone is at home listening and you're thinking about this, I want to encourage you to take your reproductive life into your own hands, to take responsibility for your own reproductive life, mm-hmm. and especially for men who often are, are not asked to do so. Often that's imposed upon the woman in a relationship. Sure is. And so I, I would encourage you to do that. However, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I recently watched a video of some YouTube goofballs getting uh, getting vasectomies. Oh, wow. For fun? For fun, yeah. And, and views, obviously. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just like to give views to videos. I love clicking that little thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Wait, whose fun was it? Theirs or yours? <laughs> I mean, everybody's. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Good time for all. Yeah. I was just watching for the Wix.com pre-roll ad, honestly. <laughs> I, just, I love that ad. Uh, and I just thought I'd stay tuned for the video. Uh, but yeah, that was the first. I guess I, before watching that video, had realized I don't even I didn't even really know how it was done. Right. Yeah. And they cut open your balls. Okay. Yeah. That's the main technique they use. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a non. There's a non scalpel version that I think uses laser. 
Ooh. Both seem nerve-wracking. I had only, one seems like a better way to accidentally get a superpower. I had <laughs> only had one surgery before. <laughs> it was when I had my appendix out a mm-hmm. few years ago. Yeah. And I did not care for that at all. Sure. Uh, was not nuts about that. Uh, right <laughs> from the moment that they... <laughs> right from the moment that they told me they were going to give me some of the stuff that killed Michael Jackson. Oh. <laughs> Which I've since heard from multiple Jordan Jesse Go listeners that they've had pre-surgery pep talks that involved an anesthesiologist telling them, don't worry, you're going to get some of that Michael Jackson stuff. It's like, Michael Jackson died of that, I think. Yeah. I think when you're... helpful. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're an anesthesiologist, sure. you've gone to school for Lord knows how long to do yes. this. And you hold thousands of people's lives in your hand each day. Yeah. And, you know, I bet you... You know, you go, you know, you're at a cocktail party. What do you do? I'm an anesthesiologist. Oh, what is that? Oh, well, it's, you know, <laughs> and, you know, you probably, it's not the, it's not the glamour profession that, right. you know, surgeon, pediatrician, right. um, you know, these kinds of things that people kind of like automatically can like lock into even if they aren't, you know, medical people. Yeah. Basically, it's a type of doctor who accidentally kills people sometimes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it just has to deal with that. But if you are an anesthesiologist, you know, for one brief, brief shining news cycle, your profession was all anyone was talking about. It's <laughs> yeah. all over the news. That's true. Celebrity rags. So for good or for bad, you're going to cling to it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, remember, you know, yeah. remember this. Yeah. So they sent me, when I got that surgery, they sent me out of the hospital in full David after dentist mode. <laughs> mm, sure. Like just completely incoherent. Did you get a, did you get a viral vid out of it? <laughs> I don't. I've never had a viral vid, Jordan. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm such a show business failure. Yeah. It's 2017. Can I ask you guys how you feel about the genre of I'm filming my child or friend on on a on a thing on a on a on a doping on a doping drug? It seems like the first time it was organic and delightful, but then people start doing it. There's a cynical nature yes, to it now. Yes, no. And especially the exploiting their children. I don't know about that. I mean, I think, to be honest, that I agree entirely that it is cynical and exploitative, particularly mm-hmm. when children are involved. David After Dentist specifically was worth it. That is <laughs> one of the viral videos that so genuinely delivers mm-hmm. magic that it's perfectly fine. I, if that kid died making that video, <laughs> I'd be like, well, sure. 250 million people yeah. got that joy. What's that- my legacy? Right. What's my exactly. lived? Exactly. What, I, I didn't do what shit. What do I have? I, once in a while, I hung out with Chris Fairbanks on microphone. <laughs> That's great, but yeah. So anyway, so so this surgery. I can I can we talk just a brief yeah. detour to the world of viral things? Yes. There, I've been thinking about that first wave of viral vids a lot, of which David after the dentist is one. Yeah, what, what else is there? Woman who falls down in, in grapes. In grapes. I like turtles. Uh huh. Um, I've never seen I like turtles. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't Does think that so. not even ring a bell? No. No, it doesn't ring a bell. <sighs> oh, guys. I'm just a huge fan of Charlie Bit Me. Charlie Bit Me's great. Charlie Bit Me fucking rules. Yes. Um, and okay, so here's I like turtles. Local news report. On a Halloween carnival. <laughs> you have an earnest, excited local news lady, active older gal, mm-hmm. um, a real special K type. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. And she's at a Halloween carnival. And she's like, well, I'm here at the Halloween carnival and, and everybody is looking great. And the camera pans down to a 
kind of a slack-jawed five-year-old <laughs> who's just sta- who's just deer in headlights staring. She's like, well, I'm here at the Halloween carnival with a zombie. And he has this kind of like black and white, like just shitty, you know, the like the makeup someone does, like a volunteer does for you at like the, you oh, know, the, the block party mm-hmm. at the right. neighborhood Halloween carnival. A non-professional yeah, someone who, carnival makeup situation. Yeah, yeah. Someone like, who bought that cheap spirit makeup and then, you know, is doing the, and, you know, it looks like bad. A, the kids don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like the kind that you get. I, I got some of this from, uh. Uh, from like a 21-year-old woman who wasn't going to college and worked at the rec center. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, and they can do cat nice they can woman. do cat whiskers okay. Yeah. Anything else uh big ask. Yeah. So this news lady is like, "Well, I'm here at the here at the carnival and I'm here with a zombie. Uh, how are you doing today, Mr. Zombie?" And he just looks down the barrel and goes, "I like turtles." Hard cut. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking rules. But I feel like a guy, I feel like I am the, you know, punk rock died in 79, man, right. guy with viral vids. I don't want to see anything past You just go on YouTube, you'll watch anything, and you just, you just write in the comments, fake. Yes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you're, you're sick and fake. tired of phony. Yeah. This, this surgery yeah. is local anesthetic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which means you have to sit there. And hey, talk. Think globally, act locally. (laughs) (laughs) You want a small batch local anesthetic. (laughs) You have to talk to the man who is slicing open your junk. Uh Mm -hmm. You can only barely not see it as it happens. If you were a person. They put up like a scrim. No. No. They don't put up a scrim. Only the fact that, like, your knees are slightly above your hips. I was going to ask, are you laying down on your back or are you... You're laying on your back. Okay. Yeah, you're not, you're you're your not squatting over the doctor. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's how pap sp- smears are done. A so squatty pot. Sure. Oh my, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. There's a lot more squatting in women's medicine, I guess. <laughs> the doctor, I came in, the doctor said, okay, now sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And you did the classic Monty Python routine. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so it was, a, it was a, an older doctor who, as I understand, was close to retirement mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it when the you're supposed you shave your own junk, mm-hmm. okay? Because they you the woman in the training you have to go to a training first, uh, and I think that's good. I think all this they have a lot of like sterilization safeguards, which is is good. Mm-hmm. Given the history of medicine and sterilization, I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to sign like seventeen different things. Is there a junk shaving tutorial? There's not a junk they shaving assume tutorial. You know how to do that. I just had to go ahead and learn that through trial and error. Sure. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I did great. I found actually that I thought I was making things easier by doing a lot of trimming first, mm-hmm. but I did great with the razor and uh, nabbed myself a couple times with the scissor when I was trimming. Yeah. And just a little tiny bit. Do you, did you have a special uh, gentleman's razor? Uh, no, I used a standard razor. Ooh, that's a, that's and a, brave and a Barbasol. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's good cream. Uh, so I have a I listen. I like people know that if you've been listening to this show, you know that a number of years ago I was gifted a free Gillette body razor, mm-hmm. a gentleman's razor for his body, gentleman's body, right. Uh, and I still use the product to this day. I love it. <laughs> that's fantastic. And so we're not being paid to say that. Gives you a fresh feeling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. So. You think, or I... I'm ready for my vasectomy. I kind of thought, 
that what would happen would be this. Yes. I would shave my junk mm-hmm. and I'd go to a table. Yeah. I would lie down. I would watch 30 Rock on my phone. Sure. <laughs> okay. I would get one poke with like when the dentist pokes you in the teeth mm-hmm. with the Novocaine. Mm-hmm. And that would stink. I was not looking forward to that. Yeah. And yeah. then that would be the end of it. And at the end, they would say, all right, sir, you're done. And I'd be like, hold on. Liz Lemon has a few uh, (laughs) romantic issues to sort out. Sure. And then I would go, you know, just go home and put a a bag of peas on my junk. Mm -hmm. The recovery was surprisingly fine. Okay. The pee thing, that's that's an unrelated sexual fetish you have, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I should be clear. A lot of people say, when I say I put a bag of frozen peas on my junk, I actually cook them with butter and some pearl onions. Oh, first. So they that's were nice. Technically, they're not fresh peas. Good they're side. Peas, yeah, good yeah. side. Thank you. Very seasonal, too. Very mm-hmm. seasonal. Fall dish. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I put a little carne asada seasoning on them. Oh, that's nice. Wow. Don't put that on any goddamn thing. <laughs> There's Jesse's food tip. Mm-hmm. Put some fucking carne asada <laughs> seasoning on it. It's got MSG in there. Okay, so uh, the I thought that's what would happen. But immediately I lay down and the nurse, who is a very kind woman, mm-hmm. starts – there's just – every part of it involves someone tugging on your balls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no – there's no tenderness. Like I don't want it to be – you don't want it to be sexual. Right. Because what would happen? I don't know. What happens if you get a boner? I don't know. This probably happens. I don't know. But I don't you. want it to be... T- I don't want to be... T- <laughs> we need to... The, this patient needs a spanking. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a bad boy. He's been a very bad boy. The, just a person just grabbing your stuff and tugging. It's unexpected, it right? hither and yon. Mm-hmm. And, squ- and then... Have you guys ever had local anesthetic for someone to, like, give you stitches or something like that? Yeah. I can't remember, but I'm sure I have. Am I mistaken in thinking, is this just my body or is it never enough local anesthetic? It doesn't work. Right. Local doesn't work. (laughs) What is it? Yeah, like, but before it's so... He's getting worked up. Oh, boy. It was a really intense experience. Oh, no, we're entering the rant zone. Oh, no! (laughs) They're so they're, put on your helmets. The doctor was a nice man, mm-hmm. you know. So was the resident. He's showing the resident a few. That's never tips and tricks. <laughs> Not in the slightest. These sure. two men joining and pointing at various parts of my. There's some interns. Part. I'd like to see your balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, well, on a more remarkable man. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did say, I, "I have the perfect scrotum." Oh, <laughs> 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 Wow. I don't know if he was just buttering me up or sure. he did say it as he was applying butter to his scrotum. <laughs> oh, okay. Some like pearl that. onions, a, a little carne asada seasoning. Yeah. Wow. So uh they they tug and prod and pull and that's un- unexpected. Mm-hmm. And then they poke with the anesthetic. Mm-hmm. But the anesthetic is not sufficient. No. And so every time he did it, and none of it was like horribly painful, but every time they did something it, I'd be like, hey, that hurts. 
Uh, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, ooh, uh, ooh, guys, uh, ooh, uh, you got a knife on my junk here, and uh, I got a couple concerns I'd like addressed. Oh. Is there not a version of that where you just go out? Uh, there is, but you know, like the thing about, I guess, basically the thing about general anesthetic is you have a one in a thousand chance of dying or mm-hmm. whatever. So they don't want to give you general anesthetic if they don't have to. Mm-hmm. But literally before they had put the, the only time, the only, the point at which I had enough local anesthetic was when it was rolling down my taint. Like they were just squirting sure. it at me with basically a super soaker. <laughs> they like had me open and they were just the, filling the me. The 50 or the 100. <laughs> just like. Sure. Like I was, like when you got your taint blasted. Sure. At Burning Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got your taint blasted? I sure did. Yeah. Did you ask to have your taint blasted? Uh, it, it was a complicated negotiation. I've heard the yeah. Burning Man is like that. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. A, a man asked me if he could. Yeah. And you actually And I asked. gave him permission. That's yeah. nice. And I gave him, and I consented, which yeah. is sexy. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> Let me be clear. Nothing else about the situation was sexy. Nothing else sexy happened, but the consent part, that was. The, the, it, it took far longer than I, I thought. Mm. How many they, episodes of 30 Rock did you mash out? <laughs> well, the man is talking. I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, at what point. You can watch you, that two-parter Valentine's Day one. At what point do you tell a man who is operating on you? I would rather be watching Dr. Spaceman. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> like, that's what I want. Um, and so I felt bad. But he's talking to me. You know, I think to keep my spirits up, I, I think basically— He just kept repeating, perfect scrotum, perfect scrotum, <laughs> perfect scrotum. When you're a urologist or whatever it is that operates on balls, mm-hmm. um, I think a key skill that you learn is keeping people talking long enough that they don't realize they're cutting your balls, you're cutting their balls with a knife so they don't attack you. Mm -hmm. Like I unconsciously started to attack them a couple of times. (laughs) Sure, yeah. And had to kind of like think like... fight or flight. These men are trying to help me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These men are here to help me fuck, Hmm. you know? Sure. And so, which is awesome, which Mm -hmm. is great. Uh, And... Uh, it was all it was all distinctly unpleasant. Although, like I said, like I, I think if I had anticipated mm-hmm. it more, if I had thought about it more, or if I knew what was coming better, despite the fact that I did have to take an hour and a half long <laughs> class before I did it, uh, I might have been fine. None of the pain was like horrifically bad. It was just that it kept happening, and I was like, "Can we fix this now? It's not supposed to hurt." Uh, but the one thing that they don't tell you about. They tell you about all kinds of stuff. Shave your balls. You have to go with a jock strap. You have to bring a jock strap oh. or else they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the jock strap, by the way, miraculous. I may just wear a – I'm wearing a jock strap right now. I may wear it forever. Nice. The comfort of movement that I have right now. I actually auditioned for the Alvin Ailey yesterday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm going to get in, into their uh, holiday production. You're suddenly lighter than air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, 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 sur- I'm going to be the first uh, European-American member of the Alvin Ailey dance troupe, <laughs> so that's pretty impressive. Uh, previously, I was not a dancer. Yeah. Uh, but I would say the most distressing thing is they put this thing on you, and it's like a big pad, and they stick it to your leg, and the nurse said to me, uh, she said to me, okay, this is for, um, how can I say this? When there's electrocution 
and you don't want it to when they use an electric tool. And I was like, are you grounding me? <laughs> She's like, yes, exactly. You, I am grounding you. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what the, like, what are they using? A Dremel? Like, what electric tool? A cattle prod? Like, what are they using on me? Uh, and then I smelled my own flesh cauterizing. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, God, was it distressing. <laughs> so profoundly distressing. But the recovery has gone surprisingly well. Oh, nice. Are you, do you feel, are you 100%? No, I'm not a hundred percent. How I, many peas are in your pants at the moment? <laughs> well, the other, the other thing that they, the other, you know, they tell have you moved you, on to a Trader Joe's frozen trio? They tell you that you can't. Um, they tell you that you can't have sex for a week, mm-hmm. which is fine. I can, yeah. I can live not having sex for a week. Um, you know, I granted I have sex all the time, constantly. Okay. I mean, like, all right, really, okay. I'm single and I'm angry mm-hmm. at you now. Mm-hmm. Right, but I mean, I can live for a week without sex, but. Um, I I realized that I had not asked about other forms of sensual expression. (laughs) Ah, sure. Uh, And I don't think I had gone more than three days without sensual expression Mm -hmm. since adolescence. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what am I, Sonny Liston training for a prize fight here? Sure. <laughs> like, what? Am I trying to focus my chi on something? <laughs> like, it was so horrible. Pretty soon you'll be able to hurl a fireball from your outstretched palms. I got to the point where I was on the... You know how you, like, you Google medical things and it's never a good plan to sure. Google medical yeah. things? Mm-hmm. I Googled these... Fra- I'm Googling, you know, post-operative... Uh, vasectomy, masturbation, mm-hmm. self-pleasure, <laughs> onanism, or whatever. Sure. And I'm basically shopping for websites to find which one will give me the least yes. number of days. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not even going to... Because they didn't say anything specifically about it, but I was very disappointed to learn that it counts as you're not supposed to do it. So, yeah, I, I settled on five days. It seems like the worst that can happen is that it can be uncomfortable, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not dangerous. Right. Uh, as long as you're not, like, uh, you know, uh, traumatizing yourself. Because it's the grand finale that's the problem, right? It's not the yeah. act of intercourse. Well, it's too, well, it's it's interesting. Like, I think that it is uh, two things. One is that you could introduce <laughs> – this is horrible. You could introduce <laughs> a trauma to the site, right? Uh, yeah. You could okay, whack right. something on sure. something mm-hmm. or whatever. And one is that uh, when one achieves orgasm, one has... <laughs> Jesse, I think Catherine put it best when she said the grand finale. <laughs> <laughs> when one kills oneself. Sure. It's like the Christmas parade when Santa comes out. <laughs> the muscles all contract mm-hmm. uh, violently, which can also cause a problem. Got mm-hmm. it. So that was that was the biggest unexpected thing of of the recovery. Besides how much I like wearing a jockstrap, <laughs> how secure I feel. A new jockstrap lifestyle. <laughs> I haven't worn a jockstrap since uh, I was fifteen and playing on the baseball team. It's yeah. great. You know, women. I should start wearing a cup. You should. It would be impressive too. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, women don't get some sort of instructional class before their first gynecologist appointment. Right. It just comes down. Yeah. I mean, you guys are really catered to. They're just like, legs up, let's do this. What are the surprises within the first gynecological exam? Uh, That you get finger banged. 
Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. That's a real weird headspace to be in. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Because first they, they do that before they do the um, speculum. Oh, sure. Just to check things out yeah. in a preliminary fashion. You're like, well, this has never been a weird thing before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's very strange. But no one warns you. Yeah. Good heavens. It seems like there should be a pamphlet or something. You would think at least With a, a little, like an Ikea person. Yeah. yeah. That you is having that. the things done to them. Yes. You know who I blame? Hmm. Obama. Oh. Always. Well, this is sure. all because of Obamacare, in Yeah, my that's true. I say we get rid of it. Yeah, get it out of there. <laughs> no. No more. Yeah. So anyway- uh, Let's I'm, just learn about everything from Ikea pamphlets. The The moral of this story, Jordan, is mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful that you were kind enough to fill in on Jordan Jesse Go while I, while I was out. Happy to. Hooray. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Oh, sorry about that. Just had to dispatch some goons real quick. Hi, I'm April Wolf, lead film critic at LA Weekly. And when I'm not kicking butt, I'm hosting the new Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on, and we talk in depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons, because the Switchblade sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. What's up? I'm James, the co-host of Minority Corner. And look at that! I'm Aneke, the other co-host of Minority Corner. Girl, guess what? What? We just hit our 100th episode! What? And what do you think is going to be in store for the next 100? Probably some more feuds with Jennifer Hudson. And I'm telling you, I'm We'll probably do more investigative reporting, too, like we did with the Kodak and their racist film. Not to mention exposing the truth, like how we did with the ugly history of the Texas Rangers. But we always lighten the mood with a splash of pop culture. Olivia Pope's new wig, have you seen that? It's popping. Just like your lip gloss. And Janet Jackson. And you know we like to put our nerd glasses on and talk about things like marvel it's true that's it (laughs) (laughs) i don't speak about dc (laughs) but you just did all from a perspective that's black queer and ladylike so come on over and learn laugh and play and join the corner it's a lot of fun i'm having fun right now (laughs) (laughs) minority corner It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Catherine Spires, the calico unicorn. When something momentous happens to you, like you smell the cauterization of your mm-hmm. own flesh, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN for our segment, Momentous Occasions. I've got great news for both of you. Yeah? People have actually called that number, uh-huh. recorded messages for us, and we're going to share them with our radio friends. <laughs> Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Go, Guest, and Brian. Um, this is Lizzie from Chicago, and I'm calling with an momentous occasion. 
uh, me and my friend Natalie just completed our first wingathon. Uh, we biked 20 plus miles in high 20 to low 30 degree weather uh, to visit five different wings uh, places in Chicago. And uh, between the two of us, we split 46 wings. Um, and yeah, I'm just feeling like on top of the world. Uh, we really will be doing this every year and it was great. And I, yeah, I feel like I really punched a blimp today. Um, all right. Tubbies forever. Love you guys. Bye. We love you too. First and foremost. Yeah. That sounds fucking rad. <laughs> that yeah. exists. Is it? Can I ask you a question? Please. And I don't, I'm, I'm really happy with this call overall. Sure. It's exactly the kind of thing we want to hear about from yeah. our listeners. Uh, she really gets it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's in love with us. Sure. <laughs> all these things are great. Yeah. I support all of these things. Uh, I guess I just, when she said 46 wings, mm-hmm. and then I put it together that she had said that they had split 46 wings. Right. Just 23 wings each. I thought to myself, that doesn't seem like that many. That's like six wings at each stop. Yeah. I have to say I felt the same way. You wanted there, You would be more impressed if it was more wings. I am so wildly impressed by the bike riding at all. Sure. Right. Absolutely. I'm like, yes, completely. But uh, Catherine, where do you stand on wings in general? That's a, that's oh, they're a, such a mess. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't think too messy. in public. Sure. It's humiliating. It is. You're right. You should get one of these goofy mustaches. <laughs> Try <laughs> oh, to eat yeah. some wings in public. Yeah. Then I'll know real humiliation. Yeah. Just, yeah. Here's, just do what I do. Mm-hmm. Drive to a nearby town and eat them in shame. Oh, Alone. That's a good idea. Where you know no one's going to walk in on you. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Wings are good because they're one of the lowest floor, highest floor foods. Yeah. The dynamic range in wings is very modest. Sure, the world, like the like the world's foodiest wing that's been you know sous vide and and foodied within an inch of its life <laughs> is about as good as the frozen one you get at the world's worst sports bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I I I like that one at the sports bar. Absolutely, I give that an eight out of ten. I think the biggest discrepancy is is the blue cheese you're getting. Does it have chunks or not? Oh yeah, I do like a chunk. I mean, that's that that makes all the difference. Well, if it doesn't have a chunk, they're really just serving you ranch, right? Thank you. Not, Thank not you. Chunkless blue cheese. Thank it's you. Ranch. I've been saying this for years, yeah. and no one will listen. I always demand blue chunk. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> gotta have the chunk. Uh, have you done the history of wings on on the show? I haven't. It keeps coming up, but uh-huh. I'm kind of saving it because I'm like, okay, everyone loves wings. We'll get to it at some point for sweeps. Exactly. For podcast sweeps. You get it. I do get it. Yeah, yeah you're also going to have Tom Selleck on. <laughs> Can't wait. Is there like a, is there like a, is you like, are you shooting for a big get? Saving the wings yeah. for a big get? Yeah. I mean, if I could talk to Padma Lakshmi about them, that would be amazing. I think that's what we all want to talk to Padma Lakshmi about wings. Yeah. Padma Lakshmi is great. I don't mean to brag. I've had her on my program. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, National Public Radio, Bullseye. Maybe but you only, talked, you only <laughs> talked about mozzarella sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if I was going to do a program about wings, mm-hmm. which I'd be glad to do. If, mm-hmm. if I if anybody needs someone to host a program about wings, I'm glad to do <laughs> it. Uh, I would want my dream guest would be E40 mm. uh, because of the number of wing stops that he owns. Oh, uh, <laughs> sure. Well, that makes great sense. And just because I want to be friends with E40. <laughs> yeah. If it leads AKA into, 40 uh, Fonzarelli. Leads into, uh, Wingstop is good. Wingstop really delivers. Anyway. 
Yeah. Just, I've never had Wingstop. Is it good? No, it sure is. I should just get that. They're they are they're nightmares to be in. They're all too small and it's like one of those places that they don't seem to I mean, no matter what Wingstop you're in, you can be in a, a Wingstop in a in a rough part of town or at the Beverly Hills Wingstop. No one seems to want to clean the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always there's something was spilled. Anyway. It's all that blue cheese. How many is the cheese. most wings you've eaten, Jordan? In a sitting. You know, let's see. I bet I could eat I bet I could eat twelve wings. That's it? Yeah. I find that very weak. Wow. Twelve wings? Yeah, you guys are looking at me like I have a pacifier in my fucking mouth. I've eaten twelve I'm not even into eating wings. Yeah. Right. I've at least eaten twenty wings. I think I I mean I guess I am. I'm never just having a, you know, you have a couple of drinks. I like You're to have another side. <laughs> so it's not, I'm not just sitting down in front of a thing of wings. I feel like I went and ate wings in New York once with uh, my friends, the internet celebrities, mm-hmm. uh, Dallas and Raffi, and uh, their director, Kaz. And it was some kind of fucking wing place that Dallas knows about. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything about Dallas's physique, but he's a wing enthusiast. Sure. And uh, he knows about this shit. He yeah. knows – he, he's got a fucking wing rotation going. Mm-hmm. He knows where the wing specials are and the unlimited wings. Sure. And the, Nickel. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And the premium wings. Wing and the, Wednesdays. And I'm there and I, I'm, I'm, with, uh, I'm with these two guys who love wings and are bigger than me. And I think these guys are going to – Dominate me. Mm-hmm. My friend Adam, mm-hmm. friend Adam from middle school, he comes in here. He's like, "Oh yeah, he went. He went to Bro College. Mm-hmm. He got a business degree at Bro College." <laughs> oh, no. And he's like, "Oh yeah, our softball team would go in the morning to the Unlimited Wings place, <laughs> then come back and leave in shifts all day long to the table, so that we could just continuously eat wings all day." Wow. For like eight hours, eight hours straight, and, and just, we would each eat like a hundred wings. Wow! <laughs> but Joe, how many wings do you think you guys could eat in a sitting? I think I could eat thirty. Okay, I think I could eat forty plus. Forty plus. Mm. I have eaten. I think if you said to me how many have you eaten, I'd say twenty. Mm-hmm. And I think I could probably eat forty. Would you have to go home right afterwards? Is this a restaurant you can sleep at? <laughs> can I just fall asleep at the, whatever this restaurant is? I wouldn't be like – like my, my stepmother grew up in Belfast in Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. the youngest of eight, single mother. Wow. And uh, in genuine poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, was like the, this was like the 70s and 80s and uh, they didn't have indoor uh, – they didn't have an indoor toilet. Wow. Um, and so in her family, meat was the most important thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And so at my home with my father and stepmother, she would get so mad if there was meat on the bone. Yeah. Because to her, sure. meat was a thing that they got one piece of bacon once a week. Mm-hmm. And I would be leaving some meat on the bone. I would not be carefully eating 40 pieces. You're not sucking of- the marrow. You have to. You have to make it museum quality. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. you got to leave the bone museum quality. I like to, you know, I like to leave. I've never I, heard that phrase about a bone museum quality. Is that well, from somewhere? Hmm. That's like what a, my friends and I say. She's a bone collector. You guys sound yeah. fun. Yeah, we do. Oh, God, we're wild. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you seen the movie about her, The Bone Collector? <laughs> <laughs> That's about you? Mm-hmm. Wow. I to say. But... I didn't know. We're here with a celebrity. <laughs> I think, Jordan, I think you could, 
I think you could eat 25 wings. I probably could eat 25 wings. You wouldn't yeah. even have to exercise. It would. You'd have to pace yourself. I'm not saying I would eat all these all at once, one after another. I'm talking about over a four hours of sitting in a right. place where there's okay. wings. Okay. You know? Okay. So it's not like a marathon. Like while you're situation. like watching a game, there's yeah. a game exactly. on over the course of a game. I, I think feel if ch- you put food that I want to eat in front of me. I will not stop eating it until it's gone. Yeah. I feel genuinely challenged by this. Really? I shouldn't go out and try and eat more than 12 wings, but I feel like I want to. I like, shouldn't I'm want to. About yeah. this. Jordan, you're sort of a wing king. <laughs> I mean... I look up to you in the wing department. Sure, I, I'll yeah. tell you that 100%. I entirely look up to you. Boy, Jesse, I think you've just been mishearing me. I'm actually a, I'm actually a ding king. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's I fix... I fix dents in cars. Oh, okay. I have one of those plungers. I'll Got come it. to your home or office. Or bother you in a parking lot. Or yeah. bother you in a parking lot. Yeah, if your car. That's so good. I'm actually, I think you've been thinking this whole time that I'm a wing king, but I'm actually a ding king. I'm a wing ding. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure. It's a little picture instead of a letter yeah. mm-hmm. from an old Mac. And you're like, thought. what is this for? <laughs> You know, who, what is this for? Mm. Why, why? What is this? I have an advantage because this is embarrassing, but I played kickball as an adult. Okay. For years, oh. And our league was sponsored by Big Wings. Oh, sure. And so everything you're assuming Noted right now. Noted local wing mini chain. Yeah, called Big Wings because sure. why not be classy? You should, yeah, go ahead. Call yeah. it Big Wings. Yeah. Were the wings bigger than normal wings? <laughs> or are they standard wings? You know, Technically. whenever someone has to brag. Right. They're sure. protesting too much. Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. Mm-hmm. The wings weren't long. They were wide. <laughs> anyway, Jordan, I... width is important, too, when it comes to... I want to be clear. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not disappointed in you. Yeah. I just know... You think I'm selling myself short. Yeah. Okay. I, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what this is about. To my mind, I think that you can be much more disgusting than you've been. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's so nice. It's just yeah. so funny. It's just coming on. It's just coming in a weird time in my life. Yeah. Because I am, uh, you know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to have a healthier year than I have in the past. I think right. I've. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show yet. But I joined a swim team recently. You mentioned the swim team. Uh, you know, and I'm kind of, you know, kind of trying. I'm trying to fight a. I'm trying to fight kind of a bad year with clean living. Right. Okay. You know. Less drinking, you know, healthier, better food, more exercise. Focusing on your chi. Focusing on my chi. Not masturbating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not masturbating to the point where I could throw a fireball. You're going to fight Ali. You're gonna, yeah, I'm going to fight Ali and then Blanca. Um, uh, Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah, if you beat Ali, then you make your way to Blanca. Um, and so, you know, this thing that's happening now... This Jordan's some sort of wing coward. Mm-hmm. I should be. This should be out of sight, out of mind. This doesn't jive well with my new lifestyle, which I've been leaving leading these past couple of months. I don't think you're a wing coward. I think you haven't embraced your full wing beauty. Mm, you sure. haven't spread your wings. Yeah. <laughs> 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 can you can you get wings without any sort of sauce on them? You can get a, like a you can get a dry rub. Uh, which Buffalo Wild Wings does very well. If you does, eat that lemon yeah. pepper dry rub, uh, uh, an, an unsung hero of the Buffalo Wild Wings menu, but he, IMHO. Sorry. But even without the rub, because I guarantee you that has sugar in it. Yeah. So I'm saying that there is a world in which eating wings can be healthful. Sure. If you're just getting the actual chicken. Maybe even even carb-friendly. Sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least no sugar. Sure. You okay. Can do it. I 
I like to often eat food, and my colleagues here in the office, mm-hmm. from a local restaurant called Ho-Ho Chicken. Oh, sure. <laughs> which is superb. I mean, we've discussed it on the program. It's a superb vendor of uh, chicken fried lumps. And uh, you're close to, I don't know if this is, a, this is a thing you could take out, you are mere blocks away from OB Bear, perhaps the greatest mm. Korean chicken wing uh, spot in the history of Korean chicken wing spots. And anyway, so you get a weird little coleslaw with them. A <laughs> single size... Ho-Ho Chicken mm-hmm. is a pound of chicken, mm-hmm. which is an extraordinary volume, especially if you're purchasing uh, uh, boneless. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A pound of chicken is a lot. And they'll give you a little extra, too, I think, because they like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will eat that until it's gone and I am sick and sad mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because it's there and I like it. And I'll just keep eating it. And I mean, I'm a big man, but I shouldn't just eat a pound and a half of meat for lunch. <laughs> That's not good. Unless you're going to go climb a mountain or kick yeah. someone's ass. Or... It's got that lemon yeah. pepper, though. Yeah. I like that lemon pepper. Lemon I like curry great. flavor, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. And Catherine Spires, Calico Unicorn. What a joy it's been to have you on the program. Thank you so much. This was lovely to be here. If people want to hear more from you and hear more about your uh, great adventures in food, uh, how can they do that? Uh, They can subscribe to Smart Mouth, which is the podcast, and you can follow it on Instagram at Smart Mouth Podcast. And just to be clear, there's no episodes with Jordan, right? Not yet. Because we don't want to ruin things. <laughs> right. We've got a good sure. thing going. Yeah, I, yeah. Know. I know. You don't, you don't want to have... derail a train that yeah. is bulleting to the coast full speed. <laughs> if everyone wants to skip that one, I understand. Can sure, I get yeah. an appetizer preview? Like, what's a what's a nugget that you two unearthed in your <laughs> conversation about appetizers? Uh, I unearthed nothing. Yeah. I mainly <laughs> sat and... Listened and wondered and wondered and yes. marveled. Yes, uh, yeah. I mean, I think the stuffed rats was that delightful. Really did a number on you, didn't it? That it, stuck with you. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to just catch rats on the street now and <laughs> stuff some apricots up their butts. Oh no, has that's... not worked. <laughs> yeah, for a lot of reasons. Uh, most of the episode was not that disgusting. No, just uh, for the record, it was interesting yeah. and relatively classy, relative to this show. Anyway, did you learn anything about the roots of the mozzarella stick? No, I don't think so. Uh, I did learn that uh, that for a while it tr- there was a trend in America eating in the Russian style, the which Russian is style. Um, a lot of um, a lot of small plates before the meal. Yeah, we had to um, talk a lot about table settings to get mm. into the meat of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which surprised me, but you never know what's going to happen on Smart Mouth. You sure don't. <laughs> you sure don't. Uh, I genuinely had a great time on the show, and uh, yeah, I, listen, am I? Do I guess on a lot of podcasts? Yeah, absolutely. People want their numbers to go up. They call me. Right. I'll, they want the bump. You know, I'll I'll yak with What does Jordan Morris bring to a podcast? Pumps and a bump, sure, just like Hammer. Yeah. I'll yak with the movie dudes or mm-hmm. the game fellas or mm-hmm. the pop culture maniacs. Yeah. And I do all these and I'll be honest, I'm fucking phoning it in. Right. I'm somewhere else. Right. Mentally. Sure. I had such a fucking great time on Smart Mouth. It was so fun. It's a great show. Uh, yeah, it's a blast. Thank I, you so much. If it, put it put it in that podcast role. Listen to it at normal speed. Yes, please. I haven't been on the show, so I can't speak to it. <laughs> we'll get you on. I understand they're working on a Wings episode. <laughs> mm, sure, but they're saving it. They're saving it for a 
Might be high a good, profile guest. Might be a good opportunity. <laughs> uh, Daniel Baruela on the boards this week. Our producer Brian Sunny D Fernandez. You can join us on the internet by hashtagging a tweet about the program hashtag JJGo. Uh, you can review the show in Apple Podcasts. That goes a long way. Um, you can also join us on Reddit maximumfun.reddit.com and in the MaxFun Facebook group. You can like. Jordan Jesse Go on Facebook. All kinds of cool stuff going out on that Jordan Jesse Go Facebook group from me and Jordan. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Jordan underscore Morris. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.